Today's guest is Cassie Craig. If you're a Wichita State fan, you will remember her as one of the greatest pole vaulters that our program has ever had. And that's how, obviously, I got to know Cassie. And uh, since then, she's done a variety of very interesting things. She currently lives in Los Angeles, where she's an actress and a stunt person on a television show. She was on American Ninja Warrior for several years. And she's also a singer and does a variety of all kinds of things. And we touch on a little bit of everything uh, in this conversation with Cassie. So great catching up with one of our favorite shocker legends who's out there doing interesting things all the time. This is Cassie Craig. Catching up with Cassie Craig, and she is out in Los Angeles, California. Hello. And so awesome. Great to see former shocker all the time. You know, we had a couple so far on here, and, and uh, so it's always fun to catch up with people and Especially you, you've been doing a lot of things, but what are you doing now, I guess, or what were you doing, and, and how has the coronavirus and everything been affecting you in these past few months? Um, well, right now, I was, uh, right before everything, um, like the whole shutdown happened, I was doing stunt doubling work a lot. Like, it, it was finally kind of picking up. I think the last thing I did was, like, two days before um, you know, all of this happened. I got to jump off of a plane in like, on like point shoes and double this really incredible dancer. So um, that was really cool. It was nice because they were like, have you ever fallen 15 feet? They're like, it's just a 15 foot drop onto an airbag. And I was like, I've done that a lot, actually. I was like, I was a pole vaulter and I've fallen that distance so many times. I think I'll be okay. Um, so that was really cool. But um, but that was two days yeah, before. And I also had a, had a show. I had a music show, a live music concert too the day before and um that was like the third or fourth time they'd asked me to sing that made me sad because now i've got to go six months without it so what are you doing so what are you doing in the meantime like what have you been i know you're in los angeles and that seems to be a place where it hasn't been a terrible place to be because of the infections but Mm -hmm. it's the lockdown you know they're they just announced it's going to keep going for longer than the rest of the country it seems like yeah, they just announced that, um, that they're extending it another three months. So that's big, especially out here in L.A. where most people work in live music or they're trying to be on a TV set or, you know what I mean? Like the, none of those things you can do from home. You can't, you know, do a whole production or, you know, with less than 10 people pretty much. So, um, yeah, it's been really interesting. I personally started sewing masks for friends and stuff just sort of to help myself feel a little bit better because I do actually have asthma um so I was a little bit nervous about this just in general but um and then I started putting my mask on Etsy so I sew every day for like 14 hours a day my grandma taught me when I was really young so my Kansas roots came in handy for sure so that's what I've been doing mostly I just get up and I sew and I send masks out all over the world actually now so I've been to L.A. a few times in my mm-hmm. life, and I've known some people that have lived there. And, you know, there's positives and negatives. And yeah. you are you come from a totally different place here in Wichita. Yeah. And what's it like in terms of just generally living in Los Angeles? Have you enjoyed living there? Or do you miss Wichita, you know, and the small, kind of more of the small, smaller city type feel? I love it out here most of the time because I've always been interested in a bunch of different things at once and that and that always made me feel a little bit like I was out of place and within a place like Wichita. So with that with 
that in mind, I love being out here because I can be into all the different things. And you can, oh, I'm a musician and a stunt person and I do this and that. And, and, it's, and no one's back an eye, which is nice. But um, everybody out here definitely is um, very selfish in a way. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that I am, too. I'm not saying, like, you know, that I'm not that kind of person. But every, no one is necessarily interested as much in you unless you are interested in the same things and you can sort of like help each other get further along in your careers, which is, has been a really strange yeah, transition. So I, I had a friend that uh, worked out there in mm-hmm. Hollywood and what she said, and I don't know if you would find this accurate, but the, the people at the top are wonderful, mm-hmm. but getting to the top is such a struggle yeah. that everyone is always, you know, looking out for themselves because you never know who is going to be, um, you know, there to try to take your spot or mm-hmm. to, you know, I don't, I don't know if backstab is the right word, but just there's, there's a paranoia just about trying to get to the top, sure. but yeah. the people at the top are wonderful. And, right. you know, often you, you feel like that's a very accurate way to describe it. Yeah, I definitely feel like, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that that's pretty, pretty accurate. And what's interesting is I, I, I actually go back to being on these attractions, which I state a lot and being like, wow, it's so strange to come from like this environment where everybody is building each other up and everybody's success is everyone else's success like success I mean that now that I'm out here I kind of knew it was going to happen but I don't know if I was really ready for it because you know I love I love Wichita State tracking it's incredible but I was like y'all did not get me ready for the real world out here it's tough like people aren't going to cheer you on you know every step of the way you know when you get when something amazing happens so you don't have a hundred people like, you know, fist pumping in the air for you. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely say that that's true. Now I've also met some really incredible people, but you know, that are also in my position, um, and we're building each other up too, but yes, there is more of that than I was ready for, I think. Well, so you mentioned Wichita State, let's back Mm up a little bit. And so you went to Mays High School, Mm -hmm. you, you, uh, were obviously a, you're a multi-talented person artistically, but you're a multi-talented person athletically. Yeah. And, and so I, uh, yeah, oh, well, you're, you're being humble. Um, I remember, I think it was Goddard High School. I went out to Goddard High School. Yeah. There was a track meet. And I went out there, one, because Coach Wilson couldn't make it, our pole vault coach, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Pat, obviously. And yeah. so I was going out there to, to see the – I think, I don't know if you had committed or you were close to committing or whatever to Wichita State, but I was also out there to see Todd McCown compete in the hurdles. And he was, you know, for those of you that are listening that don't know, he's eventually became our school record holder, made Olympic trials in the hurdles. And it was his first year running track and he just happened to be at this meet. And I heard there's this big goofy guy running hurdles. So I'm going to go watch. So anyways, I go there early. And if I remember right, the four events you did was the pole vault. (laughs) Pole vault, which was your kind of event. Uh, you did the hurdles, mm-hmm. you did the four by one, and you did the discus, yeah. I believe. Which I'm not sure anyone in the history of track has ever done those four events in a track meet. So how did doing all the different events like that come about in high school? Because those are four totally different events from each other. Pole vault was first. Pole vault was right after I started stopped doing gymnastics. Someone was like, I've heard that a gymnast should do pole vault after that. And I was like, oh, cool. So that was that was the first thing that I started doing. And then the hurdles just was like, oh, I do a split leap, like a gymnastic split leap over the hurdle. I could do that. And they were lower back then too. 
Um, so I, so that was super easy for me to figure out. And then I think that I just like was being dumb one day and I was like, I want to try the discus today. Like, what do you think? You know, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I was like, Oh, it's pretty, I was pretty good at it. So they, I would go, that was my third rotation. I would go to at practice, I'd vault and hurdle and then I'd go throw the discus. <laughs> I don't know. And, and you, you obviously, uh, came to Wichita state and, mm-hmm. You're, you were originally going to do multi-events because you had a lot of different multi-talents. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned asthma earlier, so I don't know. I, I guess well. it's, that's legit for yeah, the 800 because well. I know the 800 <laughs> was a struggle. Uh, but uh, you eventually ended up becoming a, a great pole vaulter. You won conference titles. You uh, are one of the best pole vaulters we've ever had. What, what are some of the things that you remember about Wichita State the, that are your – most fond memories when you are thinking about uh, your time at Wichita State? Um, I think, I mean, mostly like what I was saying before, just I was not prepared to be able to vault. I was not prepared to be as good as I was, to be as good as I became. And I wasn't really prepared for like the reason why it would happen, which was just that because my my freshman year, like you said, I, I was recruited as multi and I was like, not good I mean not wasn't not good at it it just you know Bolt was like you know kid <laughs> the end of the year it was like you know kid I think we might want to and I'm like yeah I agree like maybe just focus on a few of them which worked out but um it was just such a crazy like I want to go there and be as good as I can be but I wasn't prepared to have people really believe in me the way that you guys did and that was probably the coolest thing about it. I came out, I mean, I think I was like an 11-6 vaulter when I went in, and I left being a 13-4 vaulter. And I'm five foot tall. Like, that's that's an unheard of goal to have. And telling people that my goal was 12-6 was like, uh, I'm pretty short. You know, like, that was that was the thing I would always see. It's like, oh, 12 foot will be pretty good for you. So, I mean, honestly, you guys did that so many times. I think that was my favorite part was just seeing you guys take these walk-ons or these kids who kind of failed out I guess their freshman year and being like dude you can do this if you want you can you can do this you can you know you can try this we're gonna put you on a new diet I know I was put on like a new diet one of the older uh, one of the upper classes of my new diet and it was just it was just a really like cool experience to be able to really just be so much better than I ever thought it was crazy it was crazy cool. well I, I remember I didn't coach you that much I was just kind of mm-hmm auxiliary coach for you but um one of the things i remember coach wilson and coach rainbow always saying about you was that you when someone asked you to do something or make an adjustment you were amazing at making it right away some athletes you ask you say hey do this with your arm or do do this with your leg or something and it takes a while for some and some never get it some really and truly have trouble figuring out but you instantly can make an adjustment um, is that from being a gymnast or like what, what do you attribute being able to do that kind of a thing so quickly that is that natural? How did that come about? I, I think it I think it was definitely from being a gymnast um, because every little part of your body you have to sort of have control over um, at all times. But also before that, my dad coached me in karate when I was four. I think I started taking karate from my dad and he was really big about just, you know, do it again start over this was you know just like those little tiny things that mattered and he was you know winning every karate tournament that we'd go to and I wanted to be like him so I'd be like well what am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong? like I was really I was really interested in like the little details of, thing, of you know little details like that that um 
I've always liked the details. So I always liked getting, being like, oh, that will make me jump higher? That's crazy that flexing my foot will make me jump a foot higher. That's crazy. I'm going to try that, you know? Like, I loved, yeah. I loved that, that I was able to, um, and I think I attest a lot to that from my, probably my dad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I know he was a big influence, and mm-hmm. he himself had, you know, a lot of success. I think that's awesome to hear about getting your kids in as many things as possible when they're oh, yeah. little and letting them figure things out and mis- make mistakes and exposing them to different things. Like, there's not too many people that get exposed to martial arts at a young age, mm-hmm. um, let alone, you know, all the other stuff that you're in. And I got to imagine that was that was huge um, for you. So as you finished the Wichita State, mm-hmm. at that point, probably what most people would then have known about you from the point you graduated till now was seeing you on American Ninja Warrior. And so how did that happen? How did you go from pole vaulter at Wichita State to being on national television and a star in American Ninja Warrior? I know that's kind of embarrassing, but you really were. I had people, I had people from my high school uh, saying, hey, did you know that this, you know this girl from uh, Wichita is in what? American Ninja Warrior? Like, yeah, yeah, I know her. Yeah, she's that's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I was graduating from Wichita State, and I just got a job to do graphic design at a software company. And um, someone sent me a video of Casey Catanzaro, who's now like one of my good friends. And they were like, this girl, like you, you, she used to be a gymnast and she's really small. She's like real short and she does really good on this show called American Ninja Warrior. You have to try it. And I was like, oh, I'll send in a video, which is really all I had to do. So I took a bunch of videos from Huddle and my mom taking videos and just like interviewed myself in my living room. Honestly, that was all I had to do. And um, I was still in pretty decent, like, track shape because I was just getting out of school. So I started doing um, fartlex training and going rock climbing. And that is all I needed to do. I was, like, I was set and I did amazing um, because, literally, because of that. It was really cool. But that's that's how that happened. And then I got I made, it, I made it to nationals the first year or so. And then, yeah, after that, I think I just started accumulating, like, man, I'm out in L.A., or all the ninjas I'm working out with are out in L.A., like, like and then it kind of just, after a few years, Do you call each other ninjas? Do you just call each other ninjas? Um, yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, which is crazy, because growing up at, in karate, I always wanted to be a ninja, and every time, like, <laughs> karate, and, and, like, you know, ha- Halloween, I was always a ninja, or, like, um, Power Ranger or something, and now I'm just like, man, I'm like really a ninja. People would come up to me like, oh my god, you're the ninja from Ninja Warrior, and I'm like, that's that's the craziest it was meant thing to ever. Be. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, so, but with that, yeah. So um, how intimidating is it start at that starting line compared to being at let's say a conference championship pole mm-hmm. vault? or a third attempt pole vault or something with, did, did college pole vaulting or did college athletics help you a little bit? Were there people that were as athletic as you that got intimidated by that scene? Um, you know what I mean? On television or just mm-hmm. the whole, not just television, but the course that you have to deal with. Yeah. Like how intimidating is that? It's, I, I can't, I can't say how much college track helped me, helped me to like deal with the stress. I mean, in it, it third attempt is actually like probably the best way to describe that feeling when you're just standing there and there's like a, there's like a crowd and there's so many lights that you all, you actually can't see anybody but yourself. And then also you haven't got to step foot on any of the obstacles yet. So imagine pole vaulting for the first time in front of 40 cameras, because there's cameras at every angle to catch 
you know, there's cameras in the water and above you and below you. And when you grab the thing, there's a camera so that it can get that close up of your hand grabbing, you know, the rope or whatever. So there's so many of these, but I do think that that third attempt, just being like, okay, you got to breathe. You've, you've, you haven't been here before necessarily, which wasn't, which was a very like, you know, unnatural feeling, but, but you're just as qualified as everyone else. You know what I mean? Like all those things that you're telling yourself, like, whatever happens, happens, just be, you know, all that stuff. It was, I can't imagine not having had that experience as a track athlete and then doing that show. I would have probably just been like, I'm going to go home, I think. This is this is unnecessarily stressful. <laughs> so then you're, uh, you're on that, and then there's also a television show. Not mm-hmm. Besides, the, explain the American Ninja Warrior shows and whatever all you were on and how long you were part of that. Um, so I did three years in a row. The first year, I think it was, I started in Kansas City and made it to Vegas. That was really, that was a really cool um, experience. It's crazy because it's all at night and they have some, they have all these lights. So it's, it was interesting to learn that they start, they're going to start filming at 8 p.m. until the sun came up <laughs> the next morning because it, the show's only an hour, but it takes sometimes multiple nights to film just one show. Um, depending on how many athletes there are and all that stuff. So they, I think 100 people run, they only show 20 people. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many things that I was learning. But um, so I did it for three years. Uh, I think two years I made it to Vegas. And then I moved to LA, I think, after the fourth, like around the fourth or fifth year. I tried out, which I didn't make it. But it was lucky because I got my first job right around the time I would have needed to be on Ninja Warrior. So that kind of worked out. <laughs> So, so talk about that. I know you were mm-hmm. you're you're doing singing, and mm-hmm. talk about now moving to LA and your initial jobs to ex- explain that transition and what you were doing to to try to you know improve yourself and try to get a job. I guess Cre- create a career. I guess would be the best question. Um, well, the most amazing thing about moving to LA was that I went to quit my job that I'd been at for four years at a graphic being a graphic designer, and I was like, hey, I'm going to move to LA. Um, probably in the next few months. So if you want to get someone in, replace me, blah, blah. And they were like, just take everything with you. Work from home and it'll be fine. And, and so that was incredible. I got to just take all of my, my office and put it in my apartment. That's upstairs right now. And, um, and I worked from home for a year during the day. And then at night I would do music um, or I would train, you know, during, in the evenings or whatever. And, um, and yeah, and then about a year into that, I got called. Actually, I, someone I went to high school with called and asked if I wanted to stunt double a girl. I wasn't even doing stunts at the time. Said, there's a girl who's your size. You really need someone that can catch on quickly and fight. She's, a, she's on a superhero show. Do you want to double her and move to Atlanta for five months? Like, right now. <laughs> And I was like, oh, you mean like right now, right now? And she was like, yeah, we kind of like needed you yesterday. So I said yes. And then the same day, um, literally the same day, I got called for an Apple commercial that I had just auditioned for. And I needed to be at, at both of them on the same day, which was within the next week. So that was a big thing. And then that, and I had to quit my job immediately. And, um, and then that just sort of started a whole new, a whole new world. I mean, an entirely new world of working and what work means, what training means, what, you know, a schedule means, which that you don't ever have one, you know? So it's been wild, yeah. Well, I want to come back to that schedule here in a second, but um, <laughs> that Apple commercial that mm-hmm. you did, which 
I think probably had, I don't know how many millions of views it mm -hmm. has now, but it was shown at the, uh, what, what would you call it? It's shown at the the kickoff of the year that that they have with all their employees or investors or whatever. It's like a traditional a traditional video that's put together. Yeah, Apple does a keynote a keynote um, conference that they show worldwide just to show all the new things that are coming up in the you know all the things that they're going to charge you for in the next year pretty much. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what that was for. It was like the intro video because he needed he needed the the clicker or something. And I had yeah. to run. And I didn't even know what I didn't even know it was in the case the entire time I filmed that that thing. The whole time I'm carrying the case around and I'm like, ah, oh, it's an Apple Watch or like a phone. It's like the new something. And it was a clicker the whole time. I actually had no idea. So yeah, if anybody hasn't seen that, I, I don't know what how they would find that, but uh, I'm sure YouTube just Apple mm -hmm. Keynote. What year was that? September 2018. So 2018 Apple Keynote. I'm sure that's how you can find it. But it's an awesome video. If you, if people listening haven't seen it, you should watch that. Yeah. Um, and so now Actually, you're working. You know who did my okay. hair for that is Pinky. Um, Sasha, Sasha Manuel. Yes. Yeah. Who I don't know if you're aware. You probably are. I saw her in a in a, a musical here in Wichita. What? So uh, this past year, me and Heidi and Audacia went mm -hmm. to see. So yeah. That's so awesome. she's she's doing some performing arts as well. So. Yeah, she got to. I I convinced them to fly her out actually to the set of the Apple commercial, and she got to be with me for a couple of days, and do my hair. And my I actually had a stunt double for that one. I actually had a double, so she did her hair, and so she got a whole got to meet you know a whole bunch of people. It was cool. Yeah. And fun fact, you both were I think second in the conference in the hurdles at one point of your career. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and uh, and I remember in high school you were four stepping some of those hurdles when I went to I so was see eight it. stepping I was rolling <laughs> and going into the next one after the tuck and roll I was doing all kinds of stuff. Um, okay, so so <laughs> talk about what it's like. So I, I follow you on some social media, and I think that's mm -hmm. a great way for people to probably uh, follow you a little bit on Instagram and different things. And I see some of the times there'll be a video you put up from the show that you're working on, and some of the cool I saw your off the airplane uh, stunt. And um, so there, that's a cool way for people to look at. But, you know, what's it like to live that life of being a stunt person? And you've done maybe a little bit of acting. Is that mm -hmm. true? Like you've been in some of the shows, you know, what's the current status of the show now with everything that's going on? So the lifestyle is actually one of the wildest things I've ever experienced. I've been on a run on a TV show um, for the last couple seasons, which means that they're paying you to stay for a long period of time, which is which is what you want. It's hard to get, but because typically typically someone's like, we need a stunt girl for this day. She's gonna fall down the stairs. You come one day and you do a stair fall, and then they pay you and you leave. Um, the show that I'm on out in Atlanta, they need someone to double her a lot because she's a superhero, so she's constantly running and jumping and throwing things and flying around and stuff. So I'm that. So that means so that is called a run to be on a show for an extended period of time. Well, when you're in this situation, every single day you're on call, but you don't know when you go into work until until everyone's done with work the day before, right? So on a Monday, I'm going in at eight at five or six o'clock or eight or nine or ten o'clock at night. Whenever I'm done with my day, that's when I find out what time I come into work the next day. And it might be that I don't come in. It might be 6 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a, it's a non, it's such a, like, world where you just kind of have to live for, you know, creating this thing that, you know, 
that's supposed to look seamless but is very much like very hard to do and there's so many moving parts and there's so many people um so that's been the biggest thing is just not being able to plan dinner <laughs> with friends or something you know what i mean like anything like even a weekend sometimes we'll go in friday at 5 p.m because it's a night shoot so we have to shoot like american Ninja warrior like earlier the scene is a night scene so that means we're filming once the sun goes down until the sun comes back up that's how that's how you film scenes like that you know so then you get done at 8 a.m on saturday morning and then you have to be back to work at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. So you have, like, a 36-hour, like, weekend, which isn't a real weekend because you just sleep most of the day. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's the, that isn't the hardest part about all of this, is scheduling anything outside of, you know, work if I'm working out in Atlanta or in general. And, and, and what's the show and how do people see it? So the show is Black Lightning. Um, I've been on the last two seasons, season two and three. I doubled Lightning, which is China McClain. Um, her her character is Jennifer, and she's incredible. But working on this show is actually incredible. Um, it's so much fun to just learn how all of this stuff works. But um, but yeah, you can see it on Netflix. I think every I think all the episodes right now are on Netflix. Awesome. Um, so I know you you sing. I know you're acting. You're athletic. You. So what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> You know what? That's such a good question. And that's, um, trust me, especially now I've been thinking about it so much more because, you know, that's all I really have time to do is just like think about what on earth I decided to move to L.A. for, which I'm pretty sure everyone out here is thinking the same thing. They're like, I can't do anything. We can't do live music. We can't go to work. And, you know, we can't like stunt teams in general are already 15 people. Like there's no way 10 or less people are going to be able to make anything. So, um, pretty much, I'm not sure, but I'm in it and things are going pretty well. And honestly, like it's crazy because once you start doing stunts, you can become, um, a fight coordinator and then you can start coordinating fights and then you're not really in the stunt part of it anymore as much as like overseeing things. And then you can start learning like the directorial side of things and directing these fights. And there's been a lot of, stunt people that have become directors of like Marvel films, um, for instance. And so there's there's also there's always that avenue and then there's music and out in LA everyone is doing everything all the time. So I think that I'm not exactly sure what I want to do, but I do know me being a person that likes to do a lot of things at once, that this is where I need to be. You know what I mean? In order to yep. like figure it out. I don't right. know, but figuring it out is I think this is where I have to be in order to do that. that makes and sense. you're and doing a lot of things and, and finding mm -hmm. success, just like being a coach or being mm -hmm. a successful business person, creating connections and networking. And I mean, yeah. I'm sure you're meeting people and all these different things that you've done and people are starting to know who you are. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, that's got to be a, a big a big advantage as you get moving forward. So, you know, we're super proud of you. We uh when something pops up on a social media, we're in the office and we say, Hey, did you guys see what Cassie did this week? Make sure you guys, you know, like your name comes up a lot. Uh, you know, we talk to you, we talk about you to our team from time to time. And, um, so just know everybody's proud of you. And Aww. obviously anytime you're back in Wichita, we hope you stop by, you have a track meet, you know, come by and, Yay. and, uh, watch some shock track and field. We have a new complex coming up next year that, uh, we'll have a nice alumni deck to watch the track meets from. So, you got to no make way, it back to Wichita. So cool. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So, 
keep up the great work and um, appreciate you taking your time to chat with us and giving everybody an update on what you're doing. Of course. Thank you so much. It was good to talk.